Psalm 127, uh, and th- this is this is a super cool message, and I, it's going to get on you, and it's it's kind of sticky and kind of weighty. But I want your family to have the best information when they leave here today. And then we're going to go into our resurrection. We're going to push to Resurrection Sunday. Uh, so um, let the Holy Spirit do his work here today and just push aside personal agendas and let God just, just get on you and, and let, let the Bible work on you. And I got a great video for you. Um, it, it's a great video. It's unfortunate, but it's, it's nonetheless, it's a, it's, it's a true video on, on what happens uh, when you deny Christ and you curse Israel. Uh, it's all caught on camera. It's kind of, it's kind of unfortunate. And uh, and uh, we got a, a new ministry starting up out in Moscow, starting Thursday with Greg Burek. It's called the Man Up Bible Study. So Thursday. He said no spiritual sissies. So <laughs> unless the Lord builds the house, those who build it uh, labor in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. It's in vain that you rise up early and you go late to rest, eating the bread of anxious toil, for he gives to his beloved sleep. Um, I don't know about you, but before we was born again, it was hard to keep any money in the bank account. You know, and you all worked overtime and time and a half and Saturdays and Sundays and all that. You promised your wife or your husband, if we can just get ahead a little bit, I won't work this weekend and all this kind of stuff. But it never seemed to actually manifest itself where you could actually see it happening. I always had had money for beer, (laughs) but I never had enough for an electric bill. Those were optional. Amen? So here's what I'm telling the young people. You can get used to anything. When you're in sin long enough, you can get used to any kind of lifestyle. And you can kind of push God away. And that's that's really what this message is about is families drawing closer to God and, and, and quit pushing them away. And I, you guys, and I'll be real honest, you guys look holier than the last service, so you're about halfway there. I, I feel like I need to baptize them people again. Don't. Oh, we're on, t- we're on TV. I hope no. I would say I hope nobody's watching, but I want everybody to watch. Amen. Uh, so let's do this. Verse three says, "Behold, children, are a heritage from the Lord." Or you can just say, kind of like blessing. It says, and then he says. He says they're a reward. And I know sometimes people think kids are inconvenient and, and, and you know, the, the woke society's called it health care and all kinds of things. But kids, children, and grandchildren, and great-grandchildren, they're our future. They're our hope. They're the ones that are going to straighten out the mess we created. And we've got to raise them in the, in the kingdom of God. That's all I'm saying today. So when you leave here, if you're mad, be mad uh, at the author, not the the voice box. Um, And and I would challenge you, if you have 
uh, a family that's watching from at home, um, they, they're going to need to see some of the stuff that's going on uh, out there in society because it's, it's, um, it's, it's pretty eye-opening, and I'll, I'll be showing you in a second. So listen to what it says. Like arrows in the hands of, war, uh, of a warrior are children of one's youth. And, and I, was, I, was, I was blessed. It's unfortunate, but I was blessed. I, was, I got to go to, to Franny Berger's mom's homecoming service yesterday, and, and, the, and the gentleman that preached the gospel there, they ought to give him an award because he preached that thing silly. And he was, he was telling people about the love of Jesus. And he, and he was he said you know it's so, it's so hard for me as a preacher you've been preaching for 49 years he goes I come to church and he said they're sitting on their hands and then when you go to a baseball game they're dumping beers on each other and they're all having a good time he said shouldn't we be celebrating about Jesus Christ more than people are celebrating in the, in the ballparks and, and then and then talking about all the kids that were there I think between the the, the five girls in Franny's family, the, the four other sisters, they had 68 uh, family members there. So I, I want you to know that I, we were, some, we're living in some kind of society now where people think that we're, they're scared to have children or there's too many or they're inconvenient or what are we going to do with the kids, Pastor? I was like, just throw them in the truck. Let's go. <laughs> I hit my kids all day yesterday and I drug them all over the place. But this is, this is the benefit of being a grandparent. You can just, I just, I just spoil them rotten when we go in a store. I said, you can have anything you want. I'll pay for it. They're, they already left, so. But literally, I get them anything they want. I don't care. We want another soda, Grandpa. You got it. Gummy bears. Oh, yeah. All the way to bedtime because after about, you know, quarter to 8, 8.30, I'm heading to the bedroom. You guys stay up and drink soda all night long and eat gummy bears. And Keelan and Taylor can deal with you. Say amen. amen. Where are you going? I'm going to bed. Hallelujah. There ain't nothing better in the world than being a grandpa. Amen. Or grandma. And, and you know all them little ones that are running around? They're all little blessings. They're all little blessings. All of them. All of them. Hallelujah. Uh, so let me read just a couple more. Uh, last one here. said, Blessed is the man whose quiver is full of them, and he shall not be put to shame when he speaks with the enemies in the gate. So uh, my wife was at a conference this, this, this weekend, and... Uh, uh, she went with a young lady that's 37 and has seven children. Guys, let me tell you something. Children that are raised oh, in the gospel of Jesus Christ, they're going to make a difference in this world. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's pray, and then, uh, and then we'll get into the video. We'll let the basket come by. Lord, we just... Uh, we, we look at our little children, all their little faces. They're just as cute as they could be. They're, they're made in the image of God. They're, uh, they're, they're little blessings, and they grow up in their blessings, Lord. And there's nothing more precious in the world than a child. Lord, we know that. We, re, we receive that, uh, and we cleave to that at this church, uh, that, that, that children and women should be, should be guarded and safeguarded and protected by the men of the church. 
so Lord God, to you, come to get us. We'll be doing your bidding and, and watching over your, uh, watching over the ladies and watching over the children. And uh, you can be assured, Lord God, that we won't compromise on your gospel. And, and Lord God, as the basket comes by, bless the hands that give. In thy name of Jesus, amen. amen. Applaud the Lord. Roll the video. The man was struck down dead. He called down a curse from heaven on Israel, and he was struck dead. The Abrahamic covenant before your eyes in real time. Is God real or what? Genesis 12 recorded on videotape at the Turkish parliament. Do you think the Turkish government might have second thoughts about cursing Israel in the future? Well, they're going to be part of Ezekiel 38 and 39, but maybe some will take note. But here's the thing. America has been Israel's strongest ally in the modern world and the most blessed nation. But there's a very present danger. The polls are showing that the younger generation of Americans is not only the generation that's least connected to God and biblical values, but it's the least pro-Israel generation in American history, the most anti-Israel generation, heavily influenced by TikTok, and the most pro-Hamas. And stunningly, one poll showed that virtually the majority of young Americans were pro-Hamas. They believe that what Hamas did on October 7th, the murders, the tortures, the rapes, the mutilations of Israeli civilians, was justified. This is the future of America. If America turns away from Israel, guess what will happen? God's blessings will turn away from America. That includes the blessings of prosperity, power, safety, protection. Pray for America and pray for the peace of Jerusalem. They will prosper, as it is written, who love thee. Now, if you have anybody in your life who's anti-Semitic, get this to them for their own sake. And if you are in any association or denomination or church or group that's anti-Israel or anti-Jewish, either get them to get out of it or get yourself out of it. It's cursed. You don't need a curse on your life. Rise up with me so we can pray over the word today. Lord, as we get into your word in Deuteronomy, we know it's been speaking to your children for thousands of years. We pray, Lord God, and ask for forgiveness as a nation. We've allowed our borders to be open, criminals to invade this free land that you've given us. We ask, Lord God, that you keep us safe and let the gospel go forward. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. You may be seated. Hallelujah. Turn with me into Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 1 through 9. Uh, I'll explain the video if you haven't seen it. Uh, there's a gentleman, unfortunately... Uh, speaking uh, to the Turkish parliament there. Uh, and he was a Muslim, and he was calling down a curse on Israel. Now, this one just happened to be caught on camera. But there's people all over the world that are anti-Israel, anti-God, anti-Jesus. All over the world. 
and especially the growing number of young people on college campuses and woke universities. I thought about this, so I wanted to make sure I told you this. If your child is caught up into an anti-Israel stance, pray for them and get them out of that as quick as possible. Now, this is as quiet as the last service was, but I'm bringing you the truth today. It's your job to educate your children with the holy word of God. And uh, as these woke universities continue to grow and, and, and end up being a breeding ground for the enemy, I can't imagine a father or a mother sending money to these universities. We need to take a stance against the enemy and start teaching our children not only the word of God, but about how blessed we are living in the United States of America. And if we don't get this thing turned around, we're going to lose our republic. And there's a lot of great men and women in this church that have fought for our freedom. So let's, let's talk about the things that God wants us to teach our children. Um, and remember, wisdom comes from the Lord. Wisdom comes from the Bible. Knowledge is nothing more than a head full of knowing. Um, it says, now this is the commandment, the statutes and the rules that the Lord your God commanded me to teach you, that you may do them in the land which you are going over to possess it, that you may fear the Lord your God and your son and your son's sons by keeping all the statutes and his commandments, which I have commanded you all the days of your life, and that your days may be long. Hear therefore, O Israel, and be careful to do them, that it may go well with you, and that you may multiply greatly as the Lord, the God of your fathers, has promised you in the land flowing of milk and honey. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all your soul, and all your might. <laughs> and these words that I commanded you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children. And you shall talk of them when you sit down in your house. And when you walk by the way. And when you lie down. And when you rise. So this is the word of the Lord. Amen. Amen. Um, there has to be a line. Can we turn up the house lights a little bit? There has to be a line in your family that your family will not cross. There has, there has to be, in, in your threshold, there has to be a, a, a physical and spiritual line there that you say, not in my house. You just, you, that's where you start. That's not where it ends, but that's where it starts. So if we're going to teach our kids and teach our grandkids and, and all of this and we're going to, you know, we're going to, we're going to, we're the, we're the kingdom of God to expand, it needs to start in your house where you go, you know what, watch this. And it can start today, we're not doing that in our house. Amen. 
or, or not, or not, let your kids come in and let your kids run the show. Here's the deal. Our job as parents and grandparents is to educate our children so when it's time for them to serve in the, in the public eye, they'll know how to serve. They'll know who we serve and know that it requires a sacrifice. And teaching them diligently, and, and I was thinking about this, we're, we're to teach these things to the, to the kids, and, you know, like if, if one, of my, one of my nephews is over at the house, um, young people, I just give them one, one assignment. And when they complete it, I give them the other, especially if they're of the male gender. I mean... Because uh, 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 I don't know what it is about males, but <laughs> I'm being honest. I'm like, all right, go down to the go down to the uh, bottom dog pen down there, and let the coat out. What? <laughs> go down there and let the dog out of the cage. Then after that, get the water bucket. Take it back and give it to him. Amen? And when you're done, come back. We'll give you assignment number two. <laughs> I, that's how you have to talk to the ones of the male species. The girls, whether you can give them like, you know, you give them three or four things and you, you can just kind of shoot it out. You you do that to a boy. And, and I'm trying to... I'm, I'm teaching this to my daughter. She's teaching this to her son. I said, Keelan, she, she only heard, he only heard like the first one second. <laughs> and, and when there's like two or three, I mean, a young, a young boy, even some of the, some of the older males, they're just like, what did she say? <laughs> and that's how, and that's okay. That's how God wired them. That's why you're to have the suitable helper in your family. That happens to be your wife. So hold on. I'm going to give you one. and then I'll, So my wife was out of town. If she's gone for like three days, it's a deal, man. She's got the house set up, and, she, and, she, and the, dish, the dishwasher and, and the washing machine is completely off limits. But she knew I'd fill up the dishwasher, so she goes... Uh, so last time she left out of town, I couldn't find where the dishwashing soap was. And I looked down in the cabinet, and I'm looking, and there's all kinds of soap. There's soap for this, soap for this, and I was just like, you know, I flipped a coin. I'm like, man, this will probably work. I can't find. I'm being honest with you, Demi. I mean, I'm just like, you know what, I'm going to roll with it. And if we don't put too much of the wrong soap in, she probably won't even know. She figured it out. She goes, what in the world did you put in my dishwasher? I go, I couldn't, I couldn't find the, the pods. So I just put in whatever was under there. You could ruin my dishwasher. So before she left this time, she goes, do you see this? Don't eat it, first of all. <laughs> this goes in the dishwasher when it gets filled up. 
And don't get it wet or dissolve and all that. Elbow your husband and then I'll move on. True, it's a true story. Thank God she's back. And then she always calls when she's out of town a couple of times. How's everything going? Here, everything's going great. What's that in the background? I had, I had the grandkids, and I had the dogs. They were all in all everywhere. And then when she called me before bed, she's like, where are the kids and where are the dogs? And I hit it backwards. I put, like, the, the kids outside and brought the dogs in. Hey, Amen. You don't know how much you miss your wife till she's gone. So God had it right when said that she was a suitable helper. Amen. So hallelujah. Let's applaud our wives. Amen. Yeah, it was, it was kind of weird because I kept, you know, after the days went on, I was kind of looking at that Tide pod that was sitting up on the counter. I was like, the words she said, when am I supposed to put it in? You know. <laughs> And then you get nervous that you might put it in the wrong compartment. With the new dishwashers, there's a lot of different compartments. I'm like, where's it go? <laughs> so here's the commandment. And as, and as God's writing this to his kids, he's writing, uh, you know, he's writing very similar things to me and you. And, and we kind of laugh about all our, these are all our shortcomings. You know, and, and that's why we're supposed to have a copy of this Bible so we can refer back to it on what it is we're supposed to be doing. So this one here has been here for a long time. And let me say this, it, it's a commandment and not a suggestion. With me? Amen? It's not, it's not a suggestion. I'm reading commandments here. And let's be honest, ladies. God could never suggest a male to do something. He has to command them to do this. This is a commandment. You need to do this. Now this is the commandment, the statutes and the, and the rules that the Lord your God commanded me to teach you that you may do them in the land to which you are, what does it say? You are going over to possess it. So I believe this is a physical land and it's also a spiritual land. God's given us the greatest land in the whole wide world. It's called the United States of America. That's all there is to it. Everybody's trying hard to get in, but nobody's trying hard to leave. Amen? Verse 2. That you may fear the Lord your God. So let's talk about this, and I want to talk about this video. Obviously, you, you found out about this, and this gentleman was, was, was preaching out against Israel in this Turkish parliament meeting, and, 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 and he falls dead. And I believe that people get in trouble with God because they just don't have reverent fear for him. They just go, well, it's a, I'll go to church. It's optional. It's not optional. Remember the Sabbath and keep it holy. Hallelujah. Uh, you know, I, I think about all those little blessings and, and, and Shell had a, uh, was any of you guys at the spaghetti dinner? Oh, man, that was good. All those, I, we, I never seen so many little kids under three foot tall. 
it was, we were raising money for the, and the spaghetti dinner was awesome, and the fellowship was wonderful. And all those kids and all those adults that were there having a good time and fellowshipping and raising money for the children's ministry, don't you believe it's easier to raise a child in Christ than it is to fix an adult? I think it is. I mean, I mean, you know, speaking about that, you know, I, I believe it's only the Word of God that, that can change a heart. So go back to 2. It says that you may fear the Lord, so a reverent fear of the Lord. Not scaredy cat, but reverent. I'm not going to use his name in vain. I'm going to be at church on Sunday. I'm going to read his holy word. I believe it's going to change my life. I believe it's going to change my family's life. And if they're in this, this uh, anti-Israel thing, pray that the Lord will remove your child out of that. You and your son and your son's sons, by keeping all his statutes and his commandments, which I command you all the days of your life, and that your days may be long. This is a promise from the Lord. If we are to follow the Lord, our days will be long. He's going to tell us how to live and how to be healthy and what to stay away from. Amen? I believe as, as, as a church, a New Testament church, that we're kind of through the honeymoon phase of the church being a couple thousand years old. And I believe uh, that we're like in the, in, 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 the, in the middle part of our marriage with the Lord. And you guys all know what it's like when you, when you, first, uh, when you first get married. Remember that? Oh, yeah. Say this with me. We're going to live on love. Okay. And, and Amen. Then I was in the... I made a mistake. I was in the room with uh, with my wife when we had both of our daughters, the second daughter. So we were we we're kind of slow getting to the hospital. We're down there at St. Luke's. We're driving out, and uh, and and we're living on love. And and Keelan's getting ready to come, and so we're we're and she's she's getting ready to have the baby, right, like in the car. So we get we get up in there, and she, they get her on the. Uh, on the bed, and uh, I said, she's ready to have the baby. I said, don't worry about an epidural. She looked at me. She goes, oh, man. Oh. And we're living on love. Amen? <laughs> she said, oh. Uh, but it, we, it, God, God bless her. We ended up getting the epidural in, and, and Key was born... <laughs> So, so going through the honeymoon phase, and and that's where things start to get a little more serious. You start to realize you got this, and that's the way I believe we are as a New Testament church, and and being involved in the New Covenant for thousands of years, God's kind of going, all right, guys, you know, you need to be preaching this. Your churches need to be filled up. You need to be teaching the kids and all this kind of stuff, and stay away from these things. And stay away from these curses and your family. Stay away from these curses. I want you to get down to the brass tacks and get down to my love letter for you and your family and your children and your children's children. Amen. Amen. It's easy to follow along. All right, let's look what it says here. Verse 3, hear therefore, O Israel, and be careful to do them. That's the tough part is do them. Preaching's the easy part. Doing them's the tough part. That it may go well with you and that you might multiply greatly. 
as the Lord, the God of your fathers, has promised you in the land flowing with milk and honey. And uh, I don't know if you've seen the forecast, but, man, it is going to look good in St. Louis the next couple of days. I think on Tuesday, it's supposed to be 80 degrees. Tell your boss I'm going to let you guys off work so you can enjoy it. Pastor said I could have off all day. Amen. We're going to enjoy the sunshine. Hallelujah. The land flown with milk and honey. And God has given us such a great life with great family in a great church and in a great country where people love each other. Amen. So I want to challenge you to this. So, and, and, and I know you go, well, he's writing just to the nation of Israel. Here's the deal. When you become born again, not only are you a child of God, but you're adopted into the kingdom of Israel. Here's the deal. You have to be adopted in to get in. Hallelujah. It's one of the most wonderful things in the whole wide world is to be adopted into the kingdom of God. And, and, and uh, what, what a special privilege that is. Let's read on. It's just a couple verses and you'll, you'll be out of here. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and all your might. So I think about this sometimes and, and maybe you don't have a lot of love in your heart right now. I want you to close your eyes and just think about this just for a second. What is it that is in your heart right now? You don't have to speak that out. It's just kind of a rhetorical question. What God wants to do, he's standing at the door and knocking. And what he wants to do, uh, Mrs. Jones or Mr. Jones, Anthony, he wants to come into your heart right where you're at. He wants to come in there. He wants, he wants to set up shop. He wants to live there where you can take this message of love, not only to your family, but to your friends at work and, and wherever you go to play at. It's a very simple message, but it's a very caring message that God loves you so much, he sent his one and only son to die on the cross for your sin, your sin, and my sin. He's the savior of the world. And I'll ask you to rise up as we read this last verse, or, or last two. Mm-mm-mm. Um, I'm getting ready to talk to you about diligently. Make every effort. Uh, diligent means to make every effort to follow through. You know, and there's sometimes there's sometimes when Dave we lack follow through. Let's just be honest. I'll, I'll, I'm going to set myself out there first. So l let me read this and, and I'll speak to you. And these words, I'm in verse 5, and these words that I command you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently. Say that with me, diligently. So this means I'm going to make every effort, Dave, to, to teach my kids this. And, and maybe not so much, Elizabeth, always verbal, but watch this, in action as well. Uh, I have a, uh, one, of, one of the many plaques I have in my office. Um, 
are sitting there, and it's, and it's got like three or four young cowboys watching uh, an older guy out there in the, in the rope pen. And, and it says something to the effect, some of the best sermons are never spoke. Did you hear what I said? So, and, and I'm going to be setting myself out here in a second, so stay with me for just a second. Listen to this. And you can start there on the piano. That'd be fine. Listen to this. And these words I command you today shall be on your heart, and, and you shall teach them diligently to your children, and you shall talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise. So that means everywhere I go, I need to be diligently teaching these to my children and then to my grandchildren. Very easy to preach up here. Just preach it, Pastor. Man, this stuff is hard to walk out, though. Because we get busy and we, we get into self. I mean, not you guys, but other people. Like, kind of getting in self. Now, watch me now. So I'm taking this message and I'm, 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 I knew I was doing it a month or two ago. So my daughter came in town. She brought her family and we're shouting Jesus and we're doing this and praying that and all these wonderful things. And... Um, And uh, in between services, they're they're leaving. They were going back to going back to Branson, her home. And then I, I got in there in between services. I'm on my knees and I'm praying and I'm, I'm praying, I'm praying for my kids, just like you guys are. I'm a daddy, just like you guys are. Praying for my kids. And I can hear them. I, and I kiss my daughter and hug my uh, son-in-law. And then I could hear the little kids running out the hallway in between services because I was in there, I was praying. And I just I was praying for them. God's like, man, you need to get off your knees and chase them kids down. Did you hear what I said? And I went outside and I waved to him. I, I told him, I said, I love you guys. Thank you for being here. He said, Pastor Ben, why did you do that? And you guys already know that story, don't you? I did that to my oldest daughter and, and that was the last time I seen her. So don't don't wait your life away thinking you got another opportunity. This is the opportunity you have today. I know we all believe we're gonna see somebody see him again, and I hope we will, and I think we will. I think so. But I don't have that assurance. I have the assurance of heaven and I have the assurance of today. And I'm gonna squeeze everything I can get out of this day. Everything. I'm going to talk about Jesus wherever I go. I'm going to shout Jesus wherever I go. And I'm going to tell my wife how much I love her over and over and my kids over and over. And I'm going to tell you how much I love you guys and how much Jesus loves you guys because that's what we're supposed to be doing. Is taking this word and applying it. So here it goes. So I'm reading you these words, and this I believe that this word 
is timeless. And it'll speak to people for thousands of years, hundreds and thousands of years. And the message is very clear, whether you're in Deuteronomy or all the way to Revelation or anywhere in between, that Jesus loves you and Jesus still saves. He saves. So you need, you need to give your life to Jesus today. If you haven't done that, we're going to do that here in just a minute. And then for you saints, you go, I want to know how I can change this world, Pastor. Here's the deal. Just show up. That's what I tell everybody in my, all my staff and all the deacons and pastors and, and all the churches. I said, all you got to do is show up. You'll wear the enemy down after a while. He'll say, I'm moving on to another family that's easier. Think of Joneses or these guys. These guys won't quit. The devil ought to fear you. He ought to fear you. Oh, no. Rankin's getting out of bed again. Oh, God. Sucking his thumb with his diaper on. I'll tell you this last. I'll tell you this last thing. Lisa, you're going to like this. One of my buddies just left here. Don, the drummer. He said, man, I ran into a guy who hadn't seen you in 24 years. He said, Rankin ain't no Christian. If God can change my life, he can change said you ain't seen him in 24 years God can do a miracle today in anyone's life all you gotta do is ask friend it's the easiest thing you could ever do you just go you know what I recognize that I'm a sinner and I need a savior and you know that the Lord's coming back soon I mean with things that are going on like this you gotta go he can't take much more of it let's be honest I mean if you were God would you watch it what's the side show for much longer Thank God you're not God, but anyways. There's still people in your family that need to be. Hold on, hold on. And I believe there's there's people in all these families that need to be saved. So ask God to hold on just a second. We got to get Junior saved. Oh, I'm on something now. And how about your daughter or your or granddaughter? Do I have anybody that, that son needs to be saved or a daughter or granddaughter? Meet me down here. I'm going to pray for them right now. Don't even look around. Just come down here. Right now. We're just going to pray. We're going to make that. We got the devil mad. We might as well finish the job. You put a hand on his shoulder right there. And then I'm going to tell you one more secret before I leave. Before I left uh, Franny's mom's homecoming service last night, one of our dear friends came to me and says, You know, Pastor, I text my son every night and she said I'm going to start adding scripture on the bottom of that text because I believe that the word of God is powerful enough just a, a small script watch this now a small scripture can reach out and grab your son's heart that's right or grab your daughter's heart and change them immediately. And you, you know, you you want to talk to your kids anyways. You might as well talk to them about God. You might as well slide some scripture in there. 
If the enemy's going to keep sliding filth in there on the phone, you might as well slide a little scripture in there. Just slide it right in there. Make the devil wear it around his neck. Let's pray for them. Oh, I feel the presence of God moving today in this church, don't you? Father God, I want to pray for all the moms and the dads and the grandmas and grandpas that are here. And, and there's probably a pile of them out there on the TV watching today. Some of them need to be saved. Some of them need to be born again. I pray that you put a burning desire in these mommies and daddies' hearts to never give up on their children, ever. We bind the devil by the blood of the Lamb. And we pray for the grandmas and grandpas in here that have been praying for their children for years. That they will be saved and transformed. And we're going to continually teach our children diligently this word of God and leave the results up to God. We pray for victory for every family here today. In Jesus' name, amen.